KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time for our weekly look at the economy, and we will chat about a whole host of topics with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. Give a listen. So let's start a bit of a surprise with the jobless claims. Uh, they jumped for the week ending July 17th up to nearly 420,000. Uh, that's up more than 50,000 from last week. Is this something to be alarmed about, or is this just kind of once again, a reminder that we are in an unsettled situation. Yes, a couple of things to take a look at. You're right, we are still a little bit unsettled, but if I like to take a look at the four-week moving average, which really smooths everything out week to week, it smooths out the volatility, we still have a pretty good reliable gauge of, of the health of the labor market. It's still pretty good. Uh, yes, it's uh, we had claims go up, but the continuous claims from week to week to week, if we take a look at the average of the month or even longer, is starting to decline. What is happening is I am seeing wages increase from a year ago, 3.6%, 3.7%. That is a good thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. To your point about continuing claims, while the first time claims jumped, as we mentioned, they were down nearly 30,000, and that's a pandemic era low. So to your point of kind of smoothing things out, bigger picture, that's good news. That is good news. And in June, employers added what I call a healthy 850,000 jobs alone. So that's further evidence that the reopening of the economy is going to drive a robust recovery for the third quarter and beyond. And you mentioned wages. We've talked about this a lot, about the minimum wage and how we've kind of seen it grown on a grassroots level more than through legislation. But that really, when the books are written about this, this economic moment, uh, the movement in wages is going to be one of the first chapters because it's really been significant, overdue, but significant. It has. And the trend has been Politicians have stopped talking about it, and now employers and potential employees are talking about it. And that's where it should be talked about, the supply and demand and how much people should be paid. Let the employers and the employees work it out at that regard. Government will get involved if they see there, that there's a problem or if they see that it's not what we consider to be fair. Uh, we are seeing virus cases rise. Once again, this is a a situation where people that aren't vaccinated are at significant risk. But it looked like uh, earlier this week, Wall Street got a little weirded out. We had a big drop. Uh, and I think it's a little bit of a cautionary tale that while I think we all kind of feel like we're emerging from this, the speed of this Delta variant and some of these numbers we're seeing give you pause. It does. And we saw the Dow Jones, S&P and NASDAQ all react negatively. But now we're on our fourth day, hopefully, of gains. We may even see some records being set. Um, and with with the variant, you may see some shutdowns. You may see some plant shutdown, manufacturing shutdown to do cleaning and other kinds of things. And we may still continue to see some shutdowns because of supply shortages, such as General Motors shutting down some truck production because of the supply chain. I think some of this uncertainty is going to happen until about September or October till the fall hits. To that point, do you think we will start to see some big corporations, some big, uh, big drivers of the economy start to mandate employees? have to be vaccinated because of the fear of what we're seeing kind of right now when everybody thought we had really turned the corner? 
Well, they can. Um, and um, from a legal standpoint, uh, I'm sure that'll go back and forth between what attorneys believe and what their opinions are. But I bet a company could do that. I mean, it, it's a private company. It's not government. You know, if someone wants to wear a mask inside a store, if a store, I went to a store last weekend for record store day and I bought some CDs and albums and the owner wants everyone to wear a mask. I didn't mind. You know, if you're still fully vaccinated, why not? I was in the store for a half hour. I'm listening to music. I'm doing what I like. It's no big deal on my part. We are closing in on when we will get the second quarter GDP numbers. We were talking off the air. Looks like some of the models are in the seven and a half, seven point six percent range. You might be even a little more bullish on that. What do you think we're going to see when we get these numbers down the road? Well, I think it could be closer to 8%, 8% based on the retail sales that we saw in, in, in June. I thought the sales were good. People are spending money. People are actually not just going to ball games to see the Phillies, uh, but the people are actually going to tourism sites. They're going down to the Jersey Shore, Delaware, the Poconos. This weekend is already mobbed in Ocean City for their annual night in Venice. You can't even find a parking space. People are spending money. They they want to get out. They want to they enjoy themselves. They didn't get a chance to do it last year. So I think our GDP in the second quarter is going to be good leading into the third quarter. Uh, we'll have to take a look to see what schools are going to do, whether it's private institutions and public schools, as well as higher ed to see if the variant continues, will there be a, a pullback a little bit to go back to teaching on Zoom? And that may see some of the contraction, Matt. What are you seeing on the inflation front? Well, I think it's going to calm down a little bit. It's going to it's going to rise in in the summertime, but I think by fall, if the Fed can get a handle on it, that's a good thing. I think I think uh, you're going to see it five percent uh, for the rest of the year, but I don't think you're going to see double digits. We're not going to see what we saw in 1979, 1980. I think you're going to still see some inflation because people are spending too, as well. People are, were receiving stimulus money. People are receiving their their other checks that came in the mail from unemployment and other sources. I know you talk to a lot of municipalities. Uh, what are you hearing from local governments, uh, how they're feeling, uh, as I'm sure they're already focusing on what the fall is going to look like for them and, and upcoming budgets and such? Sure. I, I spoke to a few people today from the Commonwealth as well as some municipalities. And the Commonwealth has a real concern right now with, with the Department of Transportation because there's a large gap. Uh, with with the funding and with uh, the fact that there's not a lot of money coming in the last year because people weren't driving due to COVID. In other words, the gasoline tax. And I know we're already taxed to the hill, but they're thinking of various ways to narrow that gap. At the municipal level, uh, they're hoping that there's not going to be another tax increase like they may saw this year. They're hoping that there's a rebound of revenues, that maybe they've turned the corner, but is making municipalities think differently on how they're going to do budgeting and not to do budgeting for one year, but to do three-year plans, which I always recommend, and to do a five-year plan for capital budgets. Once you do that, you estimate what you believe expenses are going to be three years from now, you have a better handle on your spending as opposed to uh, seeing the spending spike in one year and then decrease in the next year. So municipalities are really taking a look at uh, all the expenses from last year, hoping to get reimbursement for COVID expenses from the federal government. And once that starts trickling in, I think you're going to see some municipalities breathe a sigh of relief. As we're talking, the opening ceremonies of the Tokyo Summer Olympics going on, uh, obviously these were supposed to be in 2020 postponed because of COVID. 
and even now, Japan is not in a good place vaccination-wise. Uh, economically, so much money is poured into Olympic Games. Uh, this isn't going to be good when it's all said and done for Tokyo, is it? Not at all. I mean, there's such a multiplier effect with everyone traveling from around the world to get there. Fans, teams, anybody who supports it, staying there for two weeks, staying a week beforehand. Uh, the fact that that they've had some people test positive and had to drop out. What a, what a shame. They, they train all their life for this. Sponsorship, underwriting a little bit down from what it was years ago. Uh, so they're going to lose some revenue there. And, you know, they put a lot of money into these stadiums and in, into the into the you know different grounds that are used in inside and outside and hopefully there'll be uses for those buildings after the Olympics are over. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.